0: Hey, what's going on, Motivators? Dr. Drill, the Making Motivation Podcast, pulling out of my favorite Mennonite Market. My good friends in there, Morgan and Sherry, helped me check out my, my groceries. I, that doesn't sound right. Uh, to help me at the checkout counter. Very nice people, love them. I like to say, R&J Farmer's Market, if you're ever in Southern, Pennsylvania, vicinity, I like to say it's always a good day at r and J. A lot of folks in there. Get their friggin' little faces picking at the fresh ears of corn, digging through, making sure there's no worms. Just fucking by the corn, lazy assholes. So, but whatever. So let's see. I, I gotta uh, do a quick podcast because I've got some perishables in the car, and I am friggin' hungry as hell. Been a long stinking week for old Dr. O, Dr. Dr. Drill, whatever the hell you want to call me. Quite a bit of stress, but I persevered, and here I am at the end of it. As I was leaving R and J with my bags in my hand, uh, the girls, Sherry and Morgan, they were saying, "Yeah, it wasn't." Oh, thank goodness! It was really busy in there. They're like, "Oh, uh, Jeannie just showed up." Oh, thank goodness! So it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. And I said, "Just knee-jerk reaction." I said, "It never is. It never is as bad as you think it's going to be, right?" Most of the things, the horrible things that uh in our mind are going to materialize they never really do fully hopefully most times but uh anyway that was for them for me as well as them that recommendation that advice it's freaking 86 degrees out here heading home gonna have some nice lunch see my family got a nice weekend once again after a long long work week listen the last patient of the day was a 90 year old woman from arkansas such a sweetheart um and we talk i take care of her she's all arthritic she's got you know some miles on her and so i take good care of her she she's carried in there by an organization called transnet which is a big like bus service for senior citizens if you can't drive transnet is a service that they provide i don't know you what you pay maybe it's part of a medicare service but they'll leave her out there you know she'll be They'll drop her off at nine and they're going to pick her up at like one or something like that. Something crazy. And in their defense, I'm sure they have a lot of pickups, a lot of people to take here, there, and everywhere, and traffic and all that stuff. I'm sure it's stressful on their end. But here's this poor woman sitting out there on my porch because she doesn't want to remain in the office. She knows we're going to close up for the afternoon. So I came out and said, Hey, what's going on? Why don't you come on in? You've got a cup of water, or you want to use the restroom, you know, hang out. She's a good friend of mine, after all. She's like, no, Dr. Rowe, I, I want you to leave. I want you to, uh, you know, do not wait for me. She was, she was very um, stubborn and uh, disappointed, upset that, A, the transnet was not there, and that she was going to be an imposition to me. And that's what I think, all older folks, that's, that's their number one thing. They don't want to be an imposition on anybody else. They want to remain, retain their independence, right? And so I, everybody had left and she was still out on the porch and it's eighty for, it's almost 90 degrees. I said, listen, you know, I'll, I'll hang out. I got some paperwork to do. And she comes in, she goes, Dr. O, you need to leave. You have family, you have kids and they're going back to school soon and you need. she was really upset. I could tell she wasn't going to take no for an answer. So I said, all right, listen, uh, I'll leave, but I can't leave you out in the heat. Come on in. You can lock the door behind you when you leave. So she's sitting there right now, probably still waiting on fucking transnet to pick her up. You know, I'm just thinking about the hospitality of this woman and the tradition and the, uh, once again, the miles that she's gone. And the appreciation she has for me taking care of her, and I do love her, like all my patients. I absolutely love her, care for her tremendously, and I like to see her, and I never want to see her unhappy, right, but she had that grandmotherly look. She said, you need to get out of here, and I wanted to, but I, I was never going to leave her there. That's the first thing. I'll be damned if somebody, uh, if I'm going to leave somebody hanging, leaving somebody in a lurch while... You know I can do something about it. I offered to put her in my truck and drive her home. It would have been no problem, you know I'd be happy to do that honestly. Uh, she's that special of a human being, so I'm thinking about her, my Arkansas grandma who we get along with quite a bit, and she asked me something. she saw my shirt I, my girls just got me a new uh some new work shirts like a breathable athletic attire shirt with a Reebok, I guess it's Reebok, they fit really nice, I like them, and I do feel like they are nice and breathable, so that's great, she said, I see the Reebok sign on your shirt, and I want to ask you, what do you think about this thing where my, I guess her daughter and and son-in-law are not going to buy Nike products because of, what the hell's the friggin' former quarterback name, what, they, they, Nike put out shoes with him on it and he's something that to a lot of people represents I don't know I don't know you what have three <laughs> new text messages um, so let me get my train of thought back I don't know what people's problem with the guy is he so he took a knee during a national anthem, which is like sacrilegious. I can try to kind of see both sides of the of the spectrum on that. You know, as a veteran, as a patriot, I care about our country. And I think that it's, I stand up, you know, tall as a friggin' erect Peter. And I face the flag and I, I do, I am upset if somebody does not do the same or they're Got their hands in their pockets, or even just shifting in place. I don't care. You don't need to fucking salute or blindly, you know, uh, declare your obedience. But can we please uh, pay some respect to our flag? And you might not agree with everything, but let's do that. On the other hand, the guy's got a platform. He's—it's his decision if he wants to make a political statement that uh, minorities particularly black and brown people are being shot and incarcerated, uh, prosecuted at rates that far exceed their light-skinned peers. That's a fact. There's a lot of um, high-profile incidents that have occurred, and, you know, it's it's just kind of glaring, you know. We need to, despite our country being rather young, we still have some people who don't get it that this is everybody's country and that it's a melting pot and even though they might be from Ireland their ancestors or Scotland or Italy or Greece or the Middle East or whatever we still kind of you know maybe it's natural for people to sort sort one another out in this pecking order based on skin color and intelligence and where they live and what language they speak etc um but I don't give a fuck if this guy's got a pair of shoes that um, are made in his with his namesake or with his message on it. That's Nike's decision. I don't have to buy Nike stuff. Um, but you know I don't it's not gonna sway me if I see a nice pair of shoes or a nice work shirt or athletic attire. I'm gonna buy the fucking shirt. To me, it's no reflection. It's not a general a generality about Nike that they're supporting this guy. But if that if you don't feel that way, then that's then don't buy fucking Nike shoes. Good luck on that. Also, consider this: every textile that we fucking have in this country, almost every product that is made, is no longer made in America. Even if the company is American, we all know damn well that companies are or the products are manufactured in China and Indonesia and India, anywhere where it's the cheapest. And the forces that made that so, you can thank the people like freaking the Donald Trumps of the world and the business tycoons who were trying to, you know, make a fucking buck. I can't blame them for making the decision to uh to harnessing some cheap labor, but there are some consequences, there's some, some moral consequences, you know, that we're paying, but don't, don't be, um, it's a complicated issue, I'm not going to weigh into it entirely here, but in, in a nutshell, I really don't give a fuck about it, I'm only mentioning this because this little old lady asked me what she thought about it, I guess her family had, uh, had been, uh, talking about it. And, you know, she seemed like a pretty reasonable person. And she agreed. Nothing is made here anymore. And while that might be sad, and the, the uh, what you used to call them, the department stores are gone and replaced by malls. And the malls have been replaced by Amazon. And Amazon's going to be replaced by Wish or something else. You know, this is progress. This is time moving on. It doesn't always... Uh, it's not always how you envisioned it would be. And so, for all you folks that are out there, you know, getting out on your soapbox, not buying Nike products, because that's that's entirely your right, and I don't, you know, whatever. But most of us don't really want to hear about the shit. You know, we are a consumer culture, and we buy shit that's made in everywhere but the United States at this point. And so... Don't go thinking that you know you're, uh, you're going to change the world completely by buying local and trying to find things that have stamped made in America on them, because our American flags are all probably made <clears throat> abroad. And that's the way I see that issue. I got to go home and freaking get a bite to eat, starving here. I' take a ride on my e-bike, play with my dog. Love my family. You have a great week. End. And rest up. I'm going to do the same. Love and respect.